Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Spacebar Radio Podcast, where we talk about things metaphysical, spiritual, scientific, and philosophical. This week on Spacebar Radio Podcast, we are talking about one of my favorite subjects. Quantum mechanics. But not only that, we are talking about something called quantum mysticism. I've always been fascinated at the idea of quantum mechanics, um, the idea of quarks, the idea of atoms, the idea of someone being an observer and changing reality based off of their observation um for this podcast we're not going to go into too many details concerning quantum mechanics but we will explore something called quantum mysticism there's a movie that came out in 2004 called what the bleep is going on and in this movie this informational documentary of sorts they touch on the subjects of consciousness spirituality psychology and quantum mechanics this movie Essentially, it's the basis for the idea of quantum mysticism. Now, I define quantum mysticism as a system of belief that derives its teachings from quantum mechanics and the idea of mysticism. It's a spirituality that harnesses the power of quantum mechanics. And... I'm doing my research and I found that a lot of quantum mysticism or the ideas behind quantum mysticism um, are derived behind this idea of there being a conscious observer and that this conscious observer has the power to change reality. I personally resonate with this belief but this belief is backed up by science. Um, there's something called the double split, excuse me, the double slit experiment where scientists fired subatomic particles through two slits. And they found that based off of their observations, and by observations I mean based off the fact that there was a conscious observer present. This conscious observer changed the behavior of the subatomic particles. What would happen is, when the conscious observer would look away, the subatomic particles would behave in a sporadic way. They would go left, right, up and down, all around, every which way. But when there was a conscious observer, 
the subatomic particles begin to line up um, vertically, up and down, in an ordered fashion. Now, of course, this raises a lot of questions. Why is it that the subatomic particles behave differently when there is a conscious observer present? Well, that's what scientists and researchers have been trying to figure out for, I believe, over 40 years now. So, if you take this idea that a conscious observer changes how reality behaves, subatomic particles behave, and you enter the idea that everything is made up of subatomic particles, then you begin to um, believe that maybe anything can be changed by the presence of a conscious observer. So, you may ask, how would practitioners practice this type of spirituality? If you were a, a, a practitioner of quantum spirituality, of quantum mysticism, and you know you were doing your daily practice, what would we find you doing? I believe that this practice um, would be conducted through meditation, which is not um, exclusive to quantum mysticism, but believe that meditation would be a huge part of this mode of spirituality, this type of spirituality that uses quantum mechanics as its basis of belief. Um, so they would be found meditating and contemplating. Now, what would they be contemplating? I believe that they'd be contemplating some contemplating some of the basic um, foundational theories of quantum mechanics, uh, such as quantum leaping or quantum jumping, or even what we just talked about, the reality of um, a conscious observer changing the behavior of subatomic particles. Um, maybe they would be found thinking of the lifestyle that they would like to create or the life they would like to create and how to go about doing so. Um, they would feel empowered that the fact that they're aware of what they want, they would feel empowered by the fact that they can change their reality by being present, by lending their uh consciousness or their awareness um, to their situation and taking the appropriate actions to change your situation or to manifest their dreams or to bring their visions into their visions of their own life their best life into reality but as i study this uh mode of spirituality as I study quantum mysticism. I asked, well, most religions have some type of foundational truth attached to them um, that makes them, uh, that gives them extra weight or makes them valid. And I asked, you know, what is the, what are the foundational truths found in quantum mysticism? And I think that the foundational truth is that people can create their own reality by what they focus their attention on. 
if I wanted to become a lawyer, I would study. Well, actually, I would have to go to law school and then I would study for the bar exam. Go and pass the bar exam in hopes of becoming a lawyer. If I was wanting to become an electrical engineer, I understand that I would need to enroll in college and take all the necessary steps to um, graduate so that I get a degree in electrical engineering so that I can begin working as an electrical engineer. Essentially, people create their own reality by what they're focusing their attention on, not just their attention, but they also have to execute um, their plans or they have to have they have to get up and do something. They can't just think of it and 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 believe that it manifests. They actually have to get up and do something in order for their um, their goals to come to fruition. Um. Yes. So the next question that begs to be answered is. How does this mode of spirituality differ from others? Well, there's a freedom present when you're when you take on the mind that you can change your reality by simply envisioning it and taking the proper steps to make that change. Uh, there's a freedom there and, um, uh, that this spirituality, this mode of spirituality, may offer that others do not. The freedom to choose your own fate or destiny by the choices you make. Um, you're not limited to any dogma or any anything that says you have to do something a certain way. You're essentially free to do as you please. It's, I mean, there's no... And we'll talk about the limitations of that um, in a few moments. Yeah, but essentially, you have the freedom to choose your own fate. That's what makes it different from some other religions, um, Christianity, Islam, Buddhism, where there's a definite fate. There's a, a place you go. There's a place you don't want to go. Some type of heaven or hell or some type of destiny in the afterlife. Um, but that's, that's what makes this quantum mysticism a bit different. And um, next question I ask concerning quantum mysticism is how does a practitioner's interpretation of reality change when practicing a spirituality or how do they perceive reality compared to someone who is not practicing quantum mysticism? And I think that generally practitioners begin to see the world as their playground. And that they have unlimited possibilities. That anything is possible. And all they have to do is bring their conscious awareness to whatever dreams or goals that they they want or desire. And all they have to do is take the appropriate steps to manifest those dreams or goals. Um, so their interpretation of reality essentially is that reality is fluid. That anything can happen. Um, but I think that that should be balanced or that should be um uh anchored or that should be you know obviously some type of realistic expectation present with that you know um yes everything is possible in certain 
parameters within certain parameters and certain limitations are already present in the physical world um so obviously you won't be able to uh bypass those limitations but um yeah generally those practitioners they're just going to see the world as their playground with unlimited possibilities but there's one thing that i notice um about this way of thinking or this mode of spirituality it doesn't have a system of morality in place to help practitioners make sound moral decisions with Christianity, uh, you have your golden rule to love your neighbor. Islam teaches um, to be like Allah. Buddhism teaches the karma system and the hopes of uh, nirvana and karma. Essentially saying that if you do good, you get good. If you do bad, you get bad. This mode of spirituality is lacking um, um uh, system of morality uh, practitioners of this sort may be involved with all type all types of things in the world and they may not realize that those things could be harmful um, to them or for them um, so you know if this mode of spirituality of this type of spirituality I think helps to um, expand I think that it should have some type of system of morality or some type some type of rules in place um, to help the practitioners make wise decisions or sound moral decisions. Um, and of course, it can be formed in fashion in a way that these practitioners understand. You know, whatever the language is associated to quantum mysticism, I would hope that um, I would hope that this system of, of morality. Um, would be on a le- on that level of of language or whatever that language um, appears to be. Uh, but yeah, personally, I feel like quantum mysticism may or may not have potential to be a um a uh, a new type of spirituality. It, Right now, there's not enough research or study, and there's no singular source of information for these practitioners. Um, there, there's no the Christians have the Bible, you see. Uh, practitioners of, of of Islam and Muslims, um, they have the Torah, but. What do practitioners of quantum mysticism, what would they have access to to read that ha- that has all their, their truths present and the stories of their prophets? What would they have? What do they have access to? And it seems like now there's just books. There are books that are out that make claims. Deepak Chopra. Am I saying his name right? I'm not sure. But I know he has a few books out. Um that talk about quantum mysticism uh, and the reality of quantum physics in the spiritual world. Um, I personally, I love the idea of quantum mechanics. Um, the idea of quantum mysticism is is great to me. I love the idea of some type of futuristic mode of spirituality that um, that people can adopt 
that could be viable in the future when we're moving as we move into a more digital world um but i don't think that there is enough mm, there's not enough uh support for this type of spirituality right now uh it may not ever receive the proper support in order to be recognized as a um as a religion um however some of the ideas are very fascinating um some of the ideas will cause people to look into things on their own do their proper research and become more knowledgeable about the quantum world and i think that's a great thing um but is it viable as a religion mm -hmm. Not in its current state. It still needs more support. It still needs more text to support its claims. It needs more evidence in the real world and practical evidence in the real world. And it, and it just doesn't have those things currently. So um, maybe one day. I have high hopes for this this modal spirituality, quantum mysticism. I have high hopes. Um, I love the idea of the quantum world, subatomic particles, some type of conscious observer changing how those particles behave. I love the ideas of quantum entanglement, quantum teleportation. Um, I, I, I love, I love that. I love that. I think that's, um, it's very fascinating. Um, but I don't necessarily believe that quantum mysticism um, at least in its current state, I don't think that it's going to be taken seriously by other scientists or uh, individuals who study religion. Uh, but with that being said, go ahead and end this podcast. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Space Bar Radio Podcast and have a great day.